It takes money. A single tear slid down her face and you were just like, yeah, gotcha. Because <laughs> now you're scary and violent. I don't want to yeah. date you. Don't push G because it's close to grandma. Autophil is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeets. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in ramblings. Suit up everybody for a very spooky <laughs> episode of Insane Ramblings. Now you've just got the uh, same introduction to the show that I got. Um, me being Vicky, one of your two hosts. <laughs> 75 episodes in and as comfortable on the mics as ever. <laughs> I'm Ben, you guys, and uh, thanks for listening. A very spooky episode today because we've been discussing the concept of unfinished business. We have indeed. We have recently been talking about reasons to remain conscious beyond the grave. <laughs> Do you mean... Uh, what are your top 10? <laughs> number one, I can spy on people. That's right. Two, move through walls. <laughs> number three, I don't have to worry about my appearance. Four, being friendly is now not the norm. And will get me a good name yep. amongst others. I guess because Casper the friendly guy. <laughs> he's the ghost. one exception. Yeah, that's right. So if I'm not a complete asshole, I'll get quite a good reputation for myself, no matter what I was like during life. Right. So you feel like as long as you're just not a total dick in the afterlife, yeah, you can get a moniker much like Casper. Well, if I'm similar to me now, like mm. I'm not destructive or spooky or mean or frightening, <laughs> that at the moment I'm just middle of the road. Quite the self-evaluation there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm more or less middle of the road, although sometimes tending towards terrible. Uh, um, terrible. Well, I was watching, what's that, the Central Park Five today? And the historian or the DA or one of the journalists was like, I think it's like we all think that after this we're going to learn something and we're all going to be better for it. But I think it's time we just admit sometimes we can be terrible. And I'm like, it's probably true. <laughs> it's, I, think, I think you might have been talking about humanity, not you in particular. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, that's really specific given anyone could have hired this from the local blockbuster, but okay. <laughs> He's like, I... Uh, Sometimes you just got to come to the conclusion that Vicky Smith can be terrible. You're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, my gosh. This is uh, <laughs> a little too targeted. Yeah, I know. I was like, this is hitting really close to home. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So I, I did probably... not know you were responsible for the Central Park Five, but... I was not. I don't think, but... But as a human being... No, well, no, I'm part of humanity, I yeah. suppose. So are you partly responsible on humanity's side? Well, no, I think it was more looking at like if everyone was brandishing pitchforks and torches, mm -hmm. so would I. So I have to admit I could be terrible, but I've yet to go that way. All right. Well, <laughs> reason number four, like... Yeah. <laughs> Um, One of your more philosophical reasons sure. to hang around beyond the grave. Do you think if there was a mob of people brandishing torches and pitchforks, do you yep. think you'd be in it? Well, it depends what reason. I probably First of all, I'm going to say no just yeah. because that sounds like... A lot of effort? Yeah. <laughs> like even if it was like a good cause, if I saw the mob and I'd be like... Oh, they got plenty of people. Yeah. I'm cool. Okay. Like, they're represented. Like, I don't know if you saw the... Um, I feel like that torch and pitchfork brandishing crowd has got this. Yeah. In, it's a lot of effort to raise and lower a pitchfork in anger. <laughs> right. Just like in the last week, there's actually been quite a lot of, I guess, mobs going on. Okay. Um, 
in in New York City that had a climate change walk. Yeah, like, well, protest. I didn't go to that either. It's not because I was like, oh, they got it covered. It was because it was in New York. But if it was in Melbourne, so distance from mob makes that's, that's, a difference. That's number one reason. Yeah. No, so subcategory reasons you would or would not join a mob. <laughs> number one, distance right. from but, comma mob. But my point is, if, mob comma distance from. Even if it was in the city that I already lived in, like just say right. I looked out my window. Well, what if you just opened the door and you were in the mob? Would you continue on it with it or would you move away and continue about your day? It depends what I was doing. Like if I was in a rush. <laughs> yeah. If you were just like going down to get some milk and you got caught up in a <laughs> mob <laughs> for something that you believed in. Just say it was climate change. Right. So you are anti-climate change, I imagine. Well, I, I support the idea that it's something that we should be doing Something, something about. about okay yeah so if you got caught up in a climate change mob yeah would you go with it or would you get your milk and go on your merry way i might home? stick around for like under 10 minutes or okay. so so if you were caught up in a mob you'd go with it yeah so if, that's <laughs> if i had to be somewhere then i might no, like no. push my way through it okay if i was about to do something that i didn't want to do like if i had work that day and yeah. i saw like two or three of my co-workers in this mob already <laughs> and I was like oh, oh this sweet. is the perfect excuse yep. to get out of work <laughs> just like what were you I doing to today then? why were you like I was protecting the planet thank you very much <laughs> yeah I'll kindly ask you not to delve yeah. further kind sir right but if I get your grandchildren's grandchildren to thank me <laughs> yeah so uh, it's hard to complain at that point what if it was a cause you didn't believe in then no why would I join that mob I don't know just because it's a mob and you got caught it's up the mob mentality yeah right well my point is if i looked out the window and i saw like a hundred thousand people like these new york protests i think it was might have even been two hundred thousand i would look at that and i'll be like it's covered like the the cause has got attention now surely if i join it's not going to be like make or break (laughs) coverage like maybe if i was a famous celebrity or something like I know yeah. Lady Gaga goes down to the mob and they're like, oh shit, like this is a big deal. See, imagine if you're Lady Gaga and you got momentarily caught in the mob. <laughs> I was just buying milk. <laughs> Especially if it was like a bad mob, like we're pro-racism. <laughs> the KKK or yeah, something, right. doing a protest. That would be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, just, the mob was stopped outside my front door and I popped out for some pink lemonade. <laughs> Especially if she's wearing like one of our crazy outfits. I know, because her outfits always have hoods. Yeah, it could, yeah. It could very well blend in but I guess <laughs> if she has her face covered then maybe they wouldn't even know it's her True. Yeah, on the opposite side of the scale mm. just say I see a protest like that and there's like I don't know 12 people yep I'm like, well, it's a bit sad. Like, uh, just me adding to the protest. Like, sure, on a percentage level, that's like a decent number of an increase. Right. But will 13 people make a protest make? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's one of those things. Like, you see, what was that group that everyone hated in America? The West, West Barrow Baptist, Baptist Church? Church. Yeah. So, whenever they protested, it's like basically one family. Yeah. You would see like a bit of a crowd and they have big signs and stuff. Mm. But then you realize that they're using those signs to make it look like there's more people than they actually are. How? What, do they have some, like, stuck in their hair or something? Uh, No, so they have, like, a huge sign, maybe, I don't know, five meters wide or something. Right. And then they've just got one person on each end holding it. And so... Well, that's not fooling anyone. As two people, they do take up a lot of space. (laughs) But I don't think that would fool me for long. I wouldn't be like, look at that huge mob. Not for long, but it would get some attention. (laughs) Like, whereas if it was just two people, like, you know, with a megaphone or like a sign each. So what's the mandatory sign size for protests? 
do you think? I think, think lots, we of, should, like, lots of people with reasonable size signs, like a one person sign is fine, but it has to be big letters. No, what I'm saying is, are you thinking that we should have mandatory sign size so people don't get confused about how many people are in a mob? So like, if you have one person, mm-hmm. like each person gets to have A4 size. It doesn't matter how you use it. Like if you've got five people, you can all hold one sign that's got five A5 piece, A4 pieces no, stuck together. I don't think we need a minimum size because if right. you've got like No, maximum. A maximum either. Yeah, okay. If, yeah, a minimum. It's like it got to be bigger than A1. <laughs> That's right. If you've got a A6 piece of paper. Yeah. If you've got like 100 people and you can get a sign that big, yeah. then that's impressive. Right. But if you've got a massive sign and it's right. like four people carrying it, okay. then you're probably just going to look more like you're trying too hard. Okay. So I'm not joining that cause. So where's Prayer Baptist Church trying too hard? What if it was a cause you really believed in? Like it was quite important. I feel like... I don't know like what... Like, what if it was, like, mm. racial segregation or something? Like, would you be the fifth man to hold part of the banner in 90s South Africa? It would have... No. I would, <laughs> fuck no. I would get my ass kicked. Ah, yeah, you would. You're being ah. your whole target. Yeah. Like, safety in numbers is the motto. Yeah, but, like... Just say I was the that's one... That's quite a good cause. Yeah. It's got to be... I'm not doubting that. It's got to be, like, within the top three causes. But I'm not willing to die for a cause. Like Really? You wouldn't die for a cause? Just say I was the one who was being persecuted against. Right. Like, there was some kind well, of... Well, then you definitely wouldn't. There was a new... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. There's, like, a new law that's, like... Anti-Ben laws right, or something. Right. The yeah. anti-Ben movement. Yeah. And Ooh, that's horrible. <laughs> and uh, anyone called Ben... Yeah. ...is going to be deported. Oh, where to? Anywhere of your choosing, just not in Australia. <laughs> Anywhere of your own choosing. That sounds like a great law. Well, you, Where would you pick? I mean, just say, well, I would probably go to UK or Canada. Well, got that sounds fine. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't sound that bad. But for other Bens, they don't have multiple passports. Oh, right. So where do they go? They might be, well, they can go anywhere, but they're going to have some kind of legal trouble where they end well, up. Well, surely they'd be... Well, maybe New Zealand will take asylum <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But for the Bens that don't have options, that's a cause that I would stick up for. <laughs> I'm still not going to be the one person protesting. because You wouldn't? Like, well, if four other Bens rang you and they're like, this is not fine. We're going to be deported to Siberia. I'd be like... We've got I, a sign, but four people will be crushed by it. If we have five, it'll work out. <laughs> no, I'd be like, I, I know, guys. I'm being persecuted against two. No, they're like, you're one of those Uncle Ben's what because you you're a turncoat who's loving the system because no, you're I being deported I love Australia. No, I don't want to leave. This is the best country. I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but you're going to Canada. It's not going to be that bad for you. Okay, well, just say they strip me of all my passports before okay. they kick me out. Yeah. So I'll be, I won't have a country either. Right, yeah. You'll I'm still not sticking up for this cause because wow. if I protest and it's like me and four other Ben, <laughs> <laughs> like the chances of me being a target and, you know, people, I don't know, want to beat me up in the street. Wow. Like, that's like too much. Like I'm assuming that this is I'm really glad you on the level of <laughs> racism. Like, I'm really glad you didn't give Rosa Parks advice. Before she moves hey, seats I'm, in the bus, if you wanna, you're like, oh, it's not worth it, Rosa. <laughs> if you want to stand up for your cause, all power to you. No, I know, but I can just imagine her and you having a conversation before she did it. <laughs> She'd be like, I'm thinking of sitting up the front of the bus. I'm like, like yeah. it's not worth it. <laughs> like, a, I see why you want to. The view is better, but not by much. Yeah. I, mean, that's, yeah. I know racism's bad and I am all for equal rights, but yeah. 
why does it have to be us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's wait until enough other people decide to make a mob. Right. That's that's <laughs> my point because eventually time will turn the issue. Like give right. it maybe 15 years and they'll be like, oh, that Ben thing. We were like way too harsh on that. <laughs> I mean, sure, like... 50% of the Bens that we knew turned out to be assholes, but the other 50 were pretty good. Yeah, like, we were just right. quick to judge. And after they all died, yeah. they got the moniker of friendly. And so, like, once society's views start to to turn like that, right. and I'm not going to be beaten in the streets, then then I'm going to protest with you. But while, wow. while the cause is, like, it's, like, my head or... My rights. I'm yeah. Gonna, but I'm going to keep my head on. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to keep my head on. <laughs> and that is the way to live, everyone who's there. I would not do that. I'm the opposite. So just say it's an anti-Vicky movement. Now. Sure. I would be the spokesman for the pro-Vicky movement. What if I told you you're guaranteed to get killed in two months? Like, you can protest all you want, but, it, like, it might work out. It might be in vain, but you're definitely going to die for this cause. Either way. Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm absolutely I'm going to protest. But you, you're going to die. You could just wait it out. No, nah, I'm going to be the head of the pro-Vicky movement. Probably not even pro-Vicky. That's not affecting enough people. There'd be like 10 of us. Well, it doesn't matter how many there are. They just well, hate you. Well, do you think you, Martin Luther they're... King regrets it? Mm, no, but <laughs> he, was, he was not a massive pussy like I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's the point I was trying to make. So anyway, I'm not, I'm not denying that that's the actions of a coward, <laughs> but it's the actions of a calculated and intelligent coward. I'm not even sure of that. <laughs> Why not? Give me that. Come on. No, I just think a coward, coward. <laughs> if because they might hunt you down and kill you just for being a Ben. I'm saying they definitely will. The anti-Ben, anti-Vicky movement is the equivalent of something like racism in the 50s or the gay rights movement that kind of thing there's, sure there's people out there like not everyone hates bens yeah but there's people a, out there's ben like dashings just, and right stuff. exactly yeah, 10 percent right. of society is like vehemently against us is, wow. it, is it worth that risk yes because you might die anyway well i will die anyway but I'll, the police might like shoot you in the street just for being a ben but my chances of dying are significantly increased if i'm out there like going hey i'm ben <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah, no I shit. feel like we're just offending every struggle for equal rights ever. But yeah, I definitely won't ask you to be at my protest. Good. The other protest that's going on at the moment is the uh, in like Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah. Do you look at that? Would you join that protest if you saw the streets are packed with people? Yeah, absolutely. What if you just got caught up in it? <laughs> would you, if you're going to get milk? Yeah. Would you? Be like, oh yeah, like if the TV, their TV crew comes around and like wants to yeah. interview. I'd be like, I was just on my way to get. You would be honest about it. You would, yeah, because they might ask like, me a lot of questions. Yeah, like, of course, they're definitely going to ask you Yeah, questions. I know. What's this protest about? Yeah, I don't want to accidentally become the face of the wrong movement. <laughs> like, what if I'm like, yeah, it's about rights for Tanzanian immigrants, and they're like, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I just wanted to use this airtime to get some rights for Tanzanian immigrants. Yeah, no. <laughs> You guys just care about yourselves. The, like, the mob that's marching for human rights instantly turns on you. Yeah, like, wait right. a minute, I thought you guys were against and this then, very thing. <laughs> so, no, I would not for fear that I would promote the wrong message. But, yeah, I would definitely march. Imagine how embarrassing it would be. So, it would be like, so, hey, mom, like, did you help get us human rights? I'm like, <laughs> nah. A lot of other people were doing that. So, I just chilled. 
<laughs> yeah, when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, mum, were you involved in the struggle against racism? I mean, I cared. You I did care. You can say that you were... I was not racist, yeah, you but I also did nothing about it. You were, you were for the cause. Sure. So if your kids are like, what did you do about global warming, Dad? Now we all had to move to Mars. Well, if you, if you, have, to, <laughs> if you have to vote on the issue or something. No, that's, that's still not the doing point. Something. What if they said, Dad, what did you do when you knew the ice caps were melting? Yeah. And now... And now I'm, I'm going to grow up on Mars because yeah, of you. Because, <laughs> because you didn't lift a finger. I would have been like, well... I thought the rest of the guys had it handled. I feel like... <laughs> what do you think your kids will say to that? <laughs> I looked outside and there was a lot of people protesting, so it seemed fine. Yeah. I like, guess I, I was mean, wrong. If protests are going to be the action that is effective here, yeah, then you've got enough people to make a point. Like I'm saying, me adding to the protests isn't going to change the mind of the people in charge. <laughs> Again, maybe Lady Gaga could change the mind of people in charge. <laughs> but what if everyone thinks that way? Then we'd have no protests. Yeah. If every person was like, oh, if I go, it won't make a difference. I, I think that's... People love a mob. <laughs> Uh, it, exactly. Like, again, my point to get out of work, people are just going to jump on a bandwagon because yeah. it's like, well, I could go to work or I could join know, protest. This yeah. People also like being heard and being seen like in the media and stuff. So it's, you know, people can brag that they're like on social media and they're like, oh yeah, I was part of the mob, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I reckon you get like a pretty sizable pe- yeah. amount of people for well, imagine most if you were, like, good causes these part days. of the Egyptian like struggle for freedom. <laughs> and then like your children were like, dad, did you free us from this undemocratic government? You're like, well, not directly. I cared, but what? other people did the work. Maybe I could just lie to my kids. <laughs> I think you're like, going to have to. Yes, son. Yes, I did. Your In Egyptian fact, Martian children. I've got, I just show them some photos of a crowd and be like, see that? Just I was Photoshop in, I was yourself in, in like pushing over coal factories yeah. or something. <laughs> Here I am <laughs> starting I'll, a coal fire. I'll uh, be on the top of those Egyptian pyramids waving a flag, <laughs> like one arm up in the air in celebration. The other one planting a windmill farm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here I am, Egyptian Martian children. <laughs> I did what I could. Yeah. How do we get onto this? I feel like... Uh, humanity's evil. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that... Did, so we, I, yeah, did we cover it. it? Yep. So if I was a friendly ghost, that would stand out more so than being an all right human, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to the unfinished business. Yeah. If you're a ghost, then it seems like in most situations, go, most ghost... Are uh, evil. ...law, I uh, guess you would say. Okay. L-O-R-E or L-A-W, do you think? L-O-R-E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, ghost law, that sounds like quite the TV show. I know. My dad wants to start Ghost Cowboy, but anyway. What's that? Same thing, <laughs> essentially. Well, presumably it's a dead cowboy. Yeah, that's about it. Or is it like a regular ghost who decides to become a cowboy? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> he has been around for a while. Yeah. Anyway. The concept is when you die, if you've got unfinished business, you become a ghost. Yes. What classifies unfinished business? <laughs> So can can it be something as small as like, oh, I was in the middle of a Monopoly game? Yeah, I didn't finish that Sudoku. Yeah. I'm going to haunt my daughter until she puts in this final seven and nine. Yeah, or is it like, well, I have to solve my child's murder? Yeah, I think more towards that end. Like if you're about to drink a glass of milk or something, yeah. like there's nothing you can do about that. Because you can't drink it. Anymore. No, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Get someone else to drink it or like... Well, these are the, the things that we should ponder. Maybe if you got someone else to drink it, would that allow you to ascend? I don't know. 
I feel like as long as it kind of haunts your memory. Right. That's how long you hang around. Well, until that thing is done. So, like, for example, I never finished Final Fantasy VI. (laughs) Does that bother you, though? A little bit. Yeah. Like, that was still, like, 10 years ago. See, like, if I died before finishing my Masters, that would be annoying. But I probably couldn't come back and finish it. So you'll be... From beyond the grave. Would you... Unless I was in, like, a 90s sitcom of, like, Ghost Student or something. Oh, I think <laughs> essentially we don't know how the afterlife works. It could be like a 90s sitcom. This is true. So if if I... Do I have to... Like, the unfinished business is always creepy and spooky and murder-related. Why is it never pleasant unfinished business? Like, I never... Got to see my child's birth or something? Not even that. Like, oh, I've never went to Tahiti. I really <laughs> Well, maybe, like, presumably, if the goal of the afterlife, like, between life and death. Yeah. Once you are in heaven or something. Like, it's always like, oh, I've got to solve a murder or, like, help people find these bodies or, like, avenge my death or, yeah. you know, change slavery or something. It's like, well, how come no one's is ever like, oh, I really wished I'd won a game of blackjack while Well, maybe those ghosts satisfy their urge quite quickly yeah, after death. Yeah, And so, so. the only ones we are witness to in uh, TV shows and the like is the complicated, oh, I've still got to solve my murder type death. Okay, so not the ones that's like, pick up that Sudoku. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I did it. Yay, I get to go to the... <laughs> yeah. I get to go to heaven. Thank because, you, daughter, for finishing my Sudoku. <laughs> right, because if your goal is to like, well, my unfinished business was to go on this trip to Tahiti. Yeah, you just Presumably go. heaven is you can go to Tahiti in heaven. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I assume if if we're allowing heaven to be a concept, then that's got to be part of it. <laughs> like, you, oh, finally, I can do everything that I want. I'm in heaven. Like, can I go to Tahiti? No. No, actually, as it turns out. <laughs> you, uh, that's unfinished business. We don't allow that yeah. here. <laughs> if you had have died always wanting to go to Tahiti, but never being able to achieve that dream, then you could go to Tahiti. But, but now you've got eternity to do whatever you like. Yeah, d- yeah. D- definitely rules out Tahiti, though. <laughs> Mm, I feel like Ghost Cowboy needs to be fleshed out. Be fleshed out. out. I'll ask Dad more about it. Is this something that he's been stewing on for a while or did it just come to him? Oh, we were just walking down the street and he's like, I've got an idea for a book. Wow. <laughs> like, Vicky, sit down for a minute. It was. Now we were walking down the street, so it was Vicky, keep walking towards the house with the groceries. Mm. And I was like, He didn't want you to uh, be sitting down when your mind was going to be blown. He didn't. He was like, Hey, Vicky. I was like, Yes, Dad. Yeah. I probably said yes, Rodney. He said, here's an idea for a book. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I wasn't aware that I was looking for one, but... Lay it on me. Yep. And he said, Ghost Cowboy. That's all the information. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Ghost gave me. Cowboy, drop the mic and uh, Ghost boom. Ghost Cowboy, boom. What Get was on your, it. But did you have a reaction? I said, oh, it's actually pretty good. I would write that. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, is he in the Wild West riding around for other ghost cowboys or is he like the one ghost cowboy that I thought he was one ghost cowboy now in modern Texas mm, I see yeah that's how I took it I feel like if you're gonna do a cowboy story yeah the modern era of cowboy is much less exciting than the it's old. like the modern era of pirates yeah it's like <laughs> it's too technological yeah. to, like back in the day when it was all hands-on then there was cattle rustling and... Yeah, it's like, oh, and here's the ghost cowboy connecting the metal milkers. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like the cowboys of today, are they've got it easy compared to, you know... Well, no, I was thinking he's station. from the wild, wild west. 
and coach chased and stuff. Yeah, okay. But it's now modern times. That's how long he's been dead. He's been a ghost for like that long. Yeah, his unfinished business was really complicated. It was like live <laughs> a thousand years or something was his goal <laughs> when he died. I see. Yeah, so... Uh, and so now he's like stuck in the modern era and he's well I was thinking some sort of life on Mars situation okay. where he does have a murder or something it's always a murder isn't it usually yeah it's not he was writing a poem when he died <laughs> yeah I just can't quite get this word to rhyme with orange god yeah. damn it <laughs> thank goodness they came up with the word purple. well that's me done <laughs> yeah so there was some crime that was committed back then and he sort of solves other crimes in the meantime <laughs> So he's a detective cowboy. Yeah, I guess so. He's a sheriff cowboy. Uh, yeah, a detective okay. I guess, cowboy. I guess sheriff kind of is the catch-all for... Well, no, he's sort of just like a vigilante, I thought, more than a detective. All right. Because I don't think he's necessarily associated with the police. No, presumably, unless there's some kind of ghost squad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a buddy cop film. <laughs> Could be. I would team Rodney up with a ghost cowboy any day. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like he was like a dead cowboy vigilante mm-hmm. that in his spare time would try to work out what happened to like his dead wife and children or something or solve his own murder or whatever. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm Do you like the story or am I just making shit up? You're definitely making shit up, oh, but okay. it doesn't mean I don't like it. Well, what would you add? I'm just trying to work out his day to day routine. Is he so grizzled <laughs> that every day he's trying to solve murders or does he go on dates and visit the rodeo and stuff in the meantime how ghostly is he like are people aware he's a ghost that's the other question i feel like he's got to be an apparition like he's you can see through him okay so he's clearly a ghost yeah and people are like hey ghost cowboy like they're quite they're used to him to it. okay yeah. <laughs> i thought the opposite <laughs> he scares every single person <laughs> they watch him he has to do it was like lay it on me i'm a ghost cowboy like they don't believe it in first and you have to explain to it. No, I saw more sort of thought like you're Veronica Mars. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. So he's got his overarching story that he wants to work out. Which is solving his own murder. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Can you solve your own... Or like it's If it's a crime, you know, a hundred years on or so, what are the chances he's ever going to solve it? Yeah, that's why you could keep it going for a long time. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to dig up some new evidence. Well, everyone that was around during the time has been dead for 70 years. <laughs> At least. <laughs> they didn't live long in those days. So, it's like uh, the 1800s yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, I haven't fleshed it out. All right, well, we'll get back to you when. Yeah, uh, so that's the overarching story is that he's trying to solve some... <laughs> some 1800s crime spree. Yeah. Yeah. Or get his revenge on someone. Hmm. Who's probably already dead as well, unless he's got a ghost nemesis. No, he's got. Oh, that's good. No, I was more the thinking ghost like Indian. <laughs> no, I was more thinking like he was murdered by someone, and his oil field or whatever got stolen by this person. <laughs> so he's going to try to put things to rights for his descendants. <laughs> yeah, that's him riding around in the fields, and so he like visits his great granddaughter and stuff. Yeah. And so they occasionally see him around, but his main thing is like this big conglomerate. It's sort of like Lex Luthor's conglomerate. Like Luthor Corp? Yeah. But the ancestors like stole all the money and they're super crooked and it's actually meant to have been his family's money, but they're maligned and hated in the So he has to get his money back to his family name so his granddaughter can live off the wealth and whatnot. Well, because they said he was a fraudster and like stole it and ran away, right? Mm -hmm. But actually he got murdered. 
So he has to clear his own name yeah, so and they, get his granddaughter's rightful... Give her her inheritance. Her inheritance and her rightful name. So her family like looks really bad. They're like the black sheep of the town now because yeah. their dad ran off and he was a single mom and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, this small organization in the 1800s it grew into a massive Lexcorp, Lexcorp this style. This is actually a pretty good story. <laughs> Anyone who wants to contribute I, you to, wouldn't read this? to Ghost Cowboy, hey, I'm, I'm all in it. Would you actually read this? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I'm thinking now. It's actually, I'm fleshing this out. Mm -hmm. I've actually gotten like some good ideas now. What's happened in like the 1800s is there was a squabble over like this massive gold mine or like oil field or whatever, or like ranch land. Yeah. And so this guy had fought really hard What's for What's his it. name? What's Ghost Cowboy's name? What do you reckon? Any thoughts? Do they just call him Ghost Cowboy? Like maybe he's got amnesia <laughs> as a ghost, like he doesn't know. He couldn't remember. Yeah, that's really good. He's not sure who he is. But then surely if he's clearing his family name. Yeah, he would know who he was. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Should we call him Rodney in... Oh, in his honour? Yeah. All right, yeah, Rodney, the Ghost Cowboy. Yeah. He got the land fairly, but they murdered him. And made it look like he was trying to defraud the whole town. Yeah. And so the whole town started to hate him. And they had like a deed signed over in his death that they faked. Yeah, totally. No, 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 no. They were like, oh, he was trying to defraud us and don't worry, town, like we will. Because what he was going to do was the whole town gave him money to buy this patch of land and it was going to be to grow the whole town. Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone's got a share in it and everyone will get the money from the oil field and we'll all get a bit. Yeah. But then these people like made it look like, oh, no, it's all fraud. He's stolen your money and ran away. Okay. Is what they said, right? Yep. And he had never had any plans to buy this land and so they actually murdered him and said but don't worry townspeople like why don't we buy this land and we'll give you your money back and then we'll take care of the production costs and stuff and the people were like oh thank you for like giving us our money back from that dastardly Rodney and he had no plans to buy this land and give us back our investment he just ran off and what an evil guy and like his wife was put to shame and she had to live outside the town gates and stuff <laughs> <laughs> with her young daughter yep fast forward and her, I guess it'd be his great-granddaughter, would it? Does he stay like 30 years old or something because he's a ghost? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts appearing. <laughs> no, he's like 300 years no. old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We now get to know what a 300-year-old cowboy looks like. Yeah. Well, no, he's not 30. He's like maybe 40s. Okay. I don't know. He's Well, I keep thinking of him as my dad now, who's 60. Okay. But like, <laughs> he's not going to make yeah. a, they're not going to, you know, send her a, Movie around this guy. Well, no, he's not <laughs> Uriah Reynolds, is he? I'm thinking someone like um, like Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Yeah, okay. We'll go with Rick. Wait, is that the main guy? Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. he could look like him. Yeah. yeah, okay, agreed. The town, obviously, eventually is going to know that they, this evil corporation has stolen their money. No, they'd never worked it out. But surely they like, were laundering the money. But, okay, so the... The evil corporation is in control of the money and they say they're going to give it back to the townspeople. No, they did. They gave back the money they put in the investment. But what actually was the problem was this investment made heaps of money. And they only gave them their little slice. Yeah, so they're like, oh, we'll pay for the... Why don't we buy the land off you and so you'll get your money back and then... So but surely at some stage the townspeople realise that they got duped. No, not yet. Oh, because okay. they've been like laundering the money and stuff. But like in 20 years or something and this corporation is huge and they're still living in their little shit house. Nah, they're just like, oh, what good businessmen they are. They, <laughs> okay. they always do good deals. And I guess like, they could be naive. No, they're like seen to do like nice things. Like they give out loaves of bread to the orphans. But really they're, Poisoned you know, a front. Loaves. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, not quite that bad. But yeah, it's a bit of a front. Like they've got to keep these townspeople happy. Then 
the granddaughter is doing a history project and she gets an idea that this could be the case that actually because her family is still like outcasts and everyone really hates them because they're like oh Luther Corp takes <laughs> such good care of all of us and look how lovely this town is now and if your great grandpa had done what he wanted like we'd never be in such good yeah because you know what old American families are like like they don't seem to ever shake their no, especially I suspect in that part of America. Well, that's what it seems like. So, yeah, they basically are still outcasts in the town and everyone else is like part of honourable families. But Luther Corp never gives them money or like handouts. But this little girl digs up some old documents. Well, she's not that young. Yeah, so she's doing a project. College or whatever. She comes across information that leads her to believe that the family was screwed over. Yeah, basically. And then is... Well, like she gets an inkling that something's a bit strange. Like she just... It's not like she's not quite sure what happened, but yep. she's like, oh, this tiny little bit of evidence doesn't match up. Because she's also dating Luther Corp's son, as is always oh, the way. It's always the way. True. And so she's over at dinner is, one night. Is he like a Southern bad boy? No, he's a Southern gentleman. But he's like working for an evil corporation. No, but he's not evil. Oh, it's He's like- just... The son. It's going to be very like Romeo and Juliet type thing. Yeah. So like the dad and the granddad and the great granddad are really evil. <laughs> we'll flesh that out later. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they like kick puppies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They get a alert that she's like looking into this. Like she goes to the town records and she's like, oh, I want to look at my father's death certificate. And like, <laughs> I mean, not my father's, my great, great, great grandfather's death certificate. Yeah. And like something doesn't match up or whatever. And it's like two signatures don't match. And she's like, well... Oh, where he signed these papers doesn't match where he signed these papers. That's a bit strange. Yeah. But then, like, she just ends up, like, ignoring it or whatever in the project and turns the project in. And Luther Corp. What should we call Luther Corp? Because <laughs> it needs a proper name. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, something old-timey Western yeah. needs to this be. This is sounding more and more like Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, saying. like, Dallas or something? Oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Tex Corp? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, like, a really, like, Southern last name? Callahan. Yes, Callahans. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's the Callahan. What does um, Rodney's family have a last name? I feel like we need one for him as well. Smith. <laughs> okay, Rod- <laughs> it's the Smiths and the Callahans. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> so then she goes over there for dinner, like a month later, and the guy is signing a check. And she's like... Is that company... It's going to be Calico. Is that company? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Calico. And so they're all sitting around the table and there becomes reason to sign for something. And she makes a joke about how the two signatures don't didn't match when she was doing her project. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. And then the guys are like, oh my gosh, like she's still thinking about it. This is an issue. And like the son is like, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, So they've been keeping this a family secret, this Calico corporation. Yeah, it's Calico's family it, secret. And they're still evil as well. Yeah, but all that information has been passed down over the generations. They're still somehow stealing from the town, but I'm not sure how. Okay, sure. We'll work that out. Maybe they're like still siphoning oil from like right underneath, underneath them. It. Yeah. Yes, that's it. It's like Mr. Burns's tilted <laughs> pipeline. <laughs> Which leads on to the story I want to tell you after this. This is going to be the most boring radio. No, this is story time. (laughs) Anyway. If anyone wanted to hear about Ghost ghost Cowboy. Cowboy, Then you came to the right place. If you wanted anything else, then definitely wrong place. (laughs) (laughs) So then he is like, for some reason, not dead. What's the reason you can never die? What do you mean? Like he's immortal. Yeah. So he's not actually a ghost then? No, 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 no. The other guy, the Calico guy. 
so he's he's got like evil curse on him or something. So he yeah. Can't die. So he's like really several hundred years old. Yeah. So he's doing the signature, and he's like, she's like, wow, that looks just like my grandfather's second <laughs> There's signature. There's a lot of comparing of signatures yeah. in this plot. <laughs> she's like, wow, your your handwriting is just like my great great grandfather's that I used in my project for one of his signatures. Okay. And she makes like a joke about how the signatures didn't match, or she's like, oh. That's funny. His second signature looks more like yours than it does like his. Mm -hmm. And then the son hears that and he's like, wow, you should really look into that. Your family history might be more interesting than you think. And he like encourages her to start looking into it. Yeah. And so the family like hatches a plot to kill her. Because she knows too much. Because she's going to like keep looking into it and find out. But the son that she's dating doesn't get wind of this. No, but they have to try and, that's right, do it so the son doesn't know what they're doing. We, we still haven't been introduced to the ghost then cowboy. Then <laughs> ghost cowboy starts appearing. Okay. That's when he starts appearing to, like, protect his granddaughter and, like, guide her. So how did they meet? Ghost cowboy an and her. scene, yeah. He appears in her bedroom. He just shimmers in like a... No, know, she's sitting on... He's sitting on her bed holding his hat when she walks into her room and, and she screams. Does she realise that he's a ghost? Yes, a ghost and a burglar. Does she know who he is? Cause no, he's just a random ghost cowboy sitting on <laughs> And so, like, she screams, he uh, tries to calm her down, perhaps. Yeah. They just team up and they're like, okay, well, I'll work with you to try and... Well, because all these other murders t- happening to try and, like, cover it up or whatever. Or, like, this family is doing other evil things that involve murdering or... So they're actually solving other murders or other crimes at the same time as solving the overarching crime, which is who murdered him. But his granddaughter... She eventually gets the point that, oh, yeah, these guys are evil. You're here to protect me, but also to help me investigate? Yes. Okay. But she also can't let her boyfriend get wind of what's going on because then, I don't know, something bad will happen. Surely she would want him to know because he's the inside man. Nah, I don't know why. (laughs) There's got to be some reason. All right. But we'll work that out later. They don't trust him that even though they're close, she thinks that he'll run to his dad or something. Yeah, so she, like, tries, but he's like, no, don't be crazy, like... He just doesn't believe her. Yeah, they come across as a bit weird, but I've known them my whole life, like, you're just being silly. How do we resolve this? What's the end of the ghost cowboy, like... What do you think? There's got to be a showdown between him and this 200-year-old... guy! (laughs) Yeah. So is is it a curse that is keeping this other guy alive? Well, it's the fact that he murdered this other guy and has stolen everything that's keeping him, him alive. So Ghost Cowboy put a curse on him that was like, so long as I roam the earth, so will you. Mm, I see. Yeah. So they both have to eventually die. Like yes. Ghost Cowboy ascends to heaven and the other guy is no longer cursed and then he turns to dust or something. Yeah, that's right. So he's right. had to keep this secret because he's like, oh, sweet. Like, so long as you have unfinished business, yeah. I can go on living. Mm. So I need to bury this secret about the fact that it was... Like, it'll turn out to be a twist. Like, it was my wife that murdered you or something. Yeah. And keep this conglomerate going so that you'll walk the earth and I'll walk the earth. And then the, the showdown will be the granddaughter reveals that she knows who did it, thinking that will kill the other guy. But it also means that Ghost Cowboy has to leave. Mm. I'm on board. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Like, considering but, I just made it up. Yeah. After yeah. Dad saying I've got an idea for a bit. <laughs> you got the title. Ghost Cowboy. Yeah. That's, I, don't, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, who's who's going to... We're going to get Rick Grimes to play Ghost <laughs> Cowboy. What about the daughter? Do we want to flesh out some of this cast? I was thinking Hayden Panettiere. Okay. I like Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Like, she comes across as quite sweet, don't you think? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. And then the evil nemesis needs to be... Like the old 
grizzly man. Yeah. What about the guy from There Will Be Blood? I want someone exceptionally grizzled. Yeah. He was in Lincoln and stuff. Daniel Day-Lewis is who I was thinking of. Uh, the good thing about Daniel Day-Lewis is that he's like a method actor. Okay. So, so we could grizzle him. <laughs> well, it means like when he gets on set for the entire duration of He'll be a 200-year-old. Don't you want to see that? That would be amazing. (laughs) Like, when he played Lincoln, apparently he had everyone on the staff address him as Lincoln and... Okay, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. And we could make him quite grizzled if he's method acting. Yeah, like he's... Because he has to somehow method act being alive for 200 years. Right, I just want to see how that that pans out. (laughs) (laughs) How is he going to method act that? Yeah, (laughs) just as an oddity, we should just hire him to do this kind of... So I thought like maybe Dustin Hoffman? Cast of this film, Hayden Panettiere, Rick Grimes and Daniel Day-Lewis starring in Ghost Cowboy. I'm I'm bored. I think I'm gonna write this book. Good, please do. <laughs> so uh, that has been story time with yeah. Ben and Vicky. Speaking of all these like intrigue, I heard a really great story today. I do like any story that starts with speaking of intrigue. I know, right? There was a guy in Ireland who got so sick of his wife snoring when she was asleep that he spent 15 years digging a tunnel from his underneath his bed to the nearest pub. Why? Just so he could sneak out for a beer while she was asleep. <laughs> Surely if he's asleep, he could use the door. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that does make sense. He's just mental. <laughs> I think maybe the snoring drove him so crazy. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> He did a project. But 15 years, like... And then he used it for five years. I can... It's the kind of thing that if you're wife is so adamant about you have to like stay in bed while I'm snoring. Yeah. If it's driving you that insane, just leave her. (laughs) Or like if you can dig a tunnel for 15 years and she doesn't notice, how is it possible that you couldn't have just walked out the front door? Surely if he's got like a pickaxe or something that's like clanging away (laughs) in the the bowels of their home. She's not that light asleep. No, so you could probably just leave and go to the pump. It is a great story, though. It did happen in Ireland, so does that explain it? (laughs) I mean, it seems like they've got more drunks there than a lot of places. But it seems like this is not the easiest way to go about this. I feel like maybe he was just trying to see if he could. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Because it is kind of cool that there's a tunnel from your house to the pub. Yeah, until you try to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Or could that be a selling point? Maybe if he's trying to like smuggle immigrants across the border or something. (laughs) I think that would be an awesome selling point. Be like, this is our beautiful home. P.S. You've got a one-way, a personal two-way ticket to the local pub. Yeah, I wonder, like... Should there be a mob outside? You don't have to get involved in it. I wonder where it comes out, because it probably doesn't go into the pub exactly. Apparently it came out in, like, the pub cellar or something. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, like how's this guy keep getting into this stuff? Because <laughs> like, surely the pub owner would be quite annoyed by that as or well. Or maybe he told the pub owner and he could sympathise. Maybe there's hundreds of men in Ireland at the tyranny of snoring women. I like it to think it's some kind of Futurama, like, tube system where all these tunnels <laughs> lead into the leading cellar of the pub. Leading to the cellar of the pub. <laughs> you just go in there and it's like a cacophony of <laughs> wife snoring echoes. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Like, hey, Jim, hey, Jim, finally finished a tunnel? Yeah, me yep. too. <laughs> that only took 15 years. Yeah. They'll, they'll have, once you've accomplished a task like that, you've got really no purpose in life. It's I've, like, I've done, like, this is my life's work. I dug the tunnel to the pub. The tunnel's pub. been made. Yeah. Like, what do I do now? I'm, like, I can get a drink at the pub, sure, but surely this was all in the journey of digging the tunnel. Like, yeah. if you just wanted a drink, you'd sneak a, you know, a few beers under the, the bed. <laughs> yeah, underneath yeah. the bed. Right. In the words of Miley Cyrus, it was the climb. It's the climb. Yeah, it's the uh, climb. I appreciate his work. I thought it was a pretty good story. Yeah. Despite the obvious flaws in the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking you're at the. The snoring clearly just drove him insanity. <laughs> to insanity. Yeah. What if you were with a partner who mm. had that snoring? Like they, you don't want to get divorced because he is. Otherwise, you're perfect man. Yeah. What would your course of action be? Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought divorce would have uh, been the easier option. Nope. But, uh, if they're the perfect man, then I'd feel guilty about that. Oh, I see. But if I killed them, I've got no option but to leave them. Yeah, I can't go back. That's right. right. No, take them to a doctor? Yeah, I mean, like, surely you can have <laughs> this conversation or something. Talk to them or sleep in separate rooms occasionally or earplugs. Yeah. Like, there's just so many things i would go to before dig before a tunnel, tunnel to the pump yeah that's right <laughs> but maybe eventually that will be like okay maybe you go to bed four hours earlier than me and then at least i'll get four hours without you snoring yeah or maybe like you go to bed first fall asleep right and then hopefully their snoring doesn't wake me up yeah 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 because my dad's like a loud snorer and i've slept in the same room in hotels and stuff as yeah him. And it's like maddening. It's frustrating. Like, yeah. Because they're asleep. And it's like, yeah. no, this is not fair. How yeah. are you sleeping through this? Exactly. That's not fair. And my uh, my mom, like she's used to it to the point where I think when she's not sleeping in the same bed with him, it's almost <laughs> like she misses it. Yeah, it's like her white noise. Yeah. <laughs> like Does my- she get a jackhammer outside the window <laughs> in those yeah, days? Yeah, there's always a lot of construction. <laughs> when, uh, when she was young, my grandpa apparently snored like her dad really snored yeah and so i guess maybe she was almost used to it from her childhood <laughs> it's like the hearing like your mother's heartbeat is a puppy yeah <laughs> it's comforting to her yeah i'm such a light sleeper like i think there's no way i could be with that person really like i would it would just drive me mental like no matter how much i get on with them it's oh. like i can't sleep well surely you could sleep in separate rooms or something I would have to have that conversation. But, like, I can hear my dad snoring, like, through the walls, you know. Wow! Yeah. Are you sure your house isn't haunted? Maybe it's that. Or, like, your parents are trying to hide a pet elephant or something. (laughs) (laughs) Damn dad again. No, I'm I'm so glad that we had a big house growing up that I could sleep on the direct opposite side (laughs) of the house. You really do. Like, it is, like, the opposite end of the metal. I'm as far away as possible (laughs) because it's like I can be in the lounge room and, like, you know, on a Saturday morning when I got up early as a kid. Mm. And I was watching cartoons in the lounge and you can hear him snoring from like the next room. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. Because I would just assume that, like I know lots of elderly couples that don't share a bed for like lots of different health reasons. So I assume like you'd just be like, all right, I love you, but. Yeah, it would have to be. On work nights, we can't share a bed. Yeah. If you couldn't do some kind of medical procedure to deal with this. Yeah. Because I'm I'm never getting used to that. No. If I've got work the next day, we can't share a bed. Yeah. I remember, um. Casey Chambers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me and her were just hanging out. <laughs> her <laughs> no, solution. <laughs> yeah, no, she's also uh, 
got a musician husband. Okay. And they were doing an interview one time together and she was complaining that he liked to fall asleep with the TV on. Oh, yeah. I heard this as well about the Australian cricket team. When he- <laughs> We've been listening to the weeirdest interviews. <laughs> I can understand if it's just Casey Chambers and her husband, but all the cricket team are sleeping in the same room. <laughs> no, there was like one of them to like, you have to share a room with like another dude when you're on tour. Yeah. So it's like the two of you in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like how one of them's like in a famous insomniac. So he keeps the TV on all night and he's the worst to share a room with. Because he watches it or he... Uh, needs to fall asleep. Like he needs noise to try yeah, to fall yeah. asleep. Okay. Plus he can't sleep, so... He likes to have something on to, like, yeah, focus at, on. At that point, just, like, splurge for your own room. I reckon you are on the Australian cricket team. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I just find it more amusing, the strange interviews we hear ourselves, yeah, like, well, listening to. Like, I can't imagine how you caught a Casey Chambers interview, and I'm not certain how I came across the Australian cricket team <laughs> talking about flatting with each other. This was on Rove, like, several years ago. I don't even know how I found this out. I think it was on the radio. Well, uh, <laughs> my point was she was complaining in this particular interview that her husband wanted the TV on until, like, the middle of the night. And... She always had to put a pillow over her head to try and block out the sound. Yeah, and like, earplugs. But there's also like the light of it as well, which is eye mask. Because I sleep with eye mask and earplugs after Tokyo. I can't sleep without them. Really? Now. Yeah. See, I have. Well, I used to work night shift. Yeah. Right. So we get light, and also like in Japan, they have um, like publicity trucks driving around that play pop songs at top volume Jeez. throughout the day. Like they just drive around the streets like, I love you. <laughs> and then there's one that goes around like shouting out political slogans about how they hate foreigners. Yeah, I remember that much. Yeah, so that was annoying to be woken up by. Yeah, so I've tried the face marks and stuff on airplanes Yeah, and I can never really get comfortable. Really? Maybe, I'm maybe a fan. if I tried it enough times you'd get used to it well so i think it's not as if you've tried it out in the most comfortable environment it's like oh i tried it on a plane the most natural place to sleeping yeah exactly. i can't believe it didn't work but uh, it's just the kind of thing that even wearing it the band and the pressure around your eyes is you're too aware of it well now i can't not have it because i'm like where's the pressure yeah. <laughs> my face is not uncomfortable yeah i know what you mean so maybe that's a solution if you like push through that initial uncomfortableness but Casey Chambers was saying that she has to try and block out the light and sound and then when her husband was away she couldn't sleep without it (laughs) so it's like that's got to be the worst case scenario because it's like not only do you have to sleep with these distractions but you have to sleep with them annoying you you have to like purposefully find a middle ground where it's there but blocked out yeah but not like but like i guess like 90 yeah. percent blocked out that's right uh, maybe if i have it in headphones or yeah. something or just like you can turn the volume and brightness super low or something. <laughs> uh, i don't i'm not struggling to get to yeah. sleep this is annoying <laughs> i told a story last week mm-hmm. about the central australia trip yes and I believe it was the hardest time you laughed. Yeah, that's how we got onto yeah. the subject. One of the hardest times I've laughed. And uh, I snuck into Brendan's tent and <laughs> into his sleeping bag. Yeah. Um, he reminded me of some more details to that story. That yes. It makes it even better. Over. So 
I mentioned that he was having a conversation, like a really dumb one that I couldn't remember exactly <laughs> what was going on. Apparently he was also, also planning a prank. Well, mid prank. <laughs> I think, I don't even think he did the prank. He was just being accused of the oh, prank. Oh, that's right. He was being accused of a prank he didn't do. Yeah. He was being framed as you spoke. Yeah. So I said that Darren was sitting there. It was like the Wild West that <laughs> He was outside being framed. You were like lying in wait for him yep. back in his ranch. Exactly. So I said that Darren was uh, sitting next to me in the tent. It was actually Simon, but Darren was the one accusing Brendan <laughs> of this... Uh, of a shaving of being cream a joke, I well. think. Yeah, I think they put shaving cream in something of Darren's. Yeah, and so he's like, he's instantly, like I'm going to kill you or something yeah, he, in the night. <laughs> he threatened death upon yeah. Brendan. He's like, I'm going to kill you in the night, I think is something he said. Yeah, so like automatically I'm already pissing myself <laughs> laughing just to... As the Brendan, thought of such a te- intense revenge. Right, as Brendan is like trying to defend himself against like these accusations. <laughs> and as I mentioned, it goes on for like at least five minutes, probably more of just this back and forth while I am in the middle of my prank. <laughs> so I thought that was worth adding to Recapping. the... Uh, yeah, just to paint the full picture for <laughs> listeners because that was pretty awesome. You mentioned also after the show last time, mm-hmm. you were interested in finding someone to just cuddle you. <laughs> now it sounds creepy. Or do you want to explain it? <laughs> I wanted a stand-in boyfriend. Like, all, like you know, a Furby. Mm. It's all the benefits of a pet. Without the drawbacks. I think there are a lot of drawbacks to a Furby. Okay. It's got to be one of the most annoying with toys di- ever made. <laughs> with different drawbacks. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, I haven't fed or turned on my Furby for 10 years. No, well, he's probably dead. So, yeah, that's not an issue with... No, I don't think so. You think you can I think he's been sleeping it? for 10 years. No, I feel like a Furby is like um, sea monkeys, where it's like you can just... No, because sea monkeys are real and alive. Yeah, but you can kill them and then bring them back to life. Can you? Yeah, sea monkeys. I'm pretty sure we discussed this once no? on the show. Sea monkeys are like... Oh, yeah, they're like dried when you get them. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so sea monkeys are brine shrimp. Yeah. Which are like a bizarre animal because you get them in a packet and you rehydrate them and they come to life. Maybe that's what happened to Ghost Cowboy's nemesis. Go on. He was dehydrated. <laughs> and he 150 was, years. Yeah, brought back in a freak thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> part human, part sea monkey. <laughs> Brine shrimp man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, O'Callaghan was doing some crazy genetic experiments. <laughs> you get the sea monkeys, they're in a packet. Yeah. You rehydrate them, they come to life. Mm-hmm. If you kill them, you just need to dry them out again. Really? And then you can rehydrate them and bring them back to life again. wow now I know why Walt Disney wanted to be frozen surely this technology is not far yeah, away exactly so if we've harnessed it in one species yeah. then we can do some kind of cross genetic surely there's some genetic modification we need to be doing with brine shrimp it's worth looking into is what I'm saying definitely anyway so, so Furby yeah I would just so now Furby, wake yeah, it Furby up Furby is the brine shrimp of yeah. the toy world right so if I was to now wake it up it would be like oh I'm hungry and yeah. I'd be like, oh, be I like regret this. right where you left off yeah exactly so I need that in boyfriend form what does that mean well I want someone to tell my problems to and to cuddle me and so I feel like the cuddling part is important and to hang out with a few nights no not even hang out with because I have friends just to listen to my problems and cuddle me for two or three nights. How much input does he have to have when he's listening? Because you could just get a robot. <laughs> yeah, I could, but I feel like some would be appreciated. 
So he has to like if I just like you're not looking for a real doll, you or want, like a photo or something. <laughs> I'll just Photoshop a man onto the wall or something. But like a Photoshop picture can't hold you. That's like a key <laughs> a key factor here. No, it cannot. So yet. You, you want to tell him about your day. And I want some lively conversation from him. So there's got to be a bit of a back and forth. We yeah. can't just program something. No, like, to be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like to go through, oh, it comes with seven phrases. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, not again. Yeah. Oh, that's Susan. Hold me, Vicky. <laughs> no. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> I don't know. You can tell, tell man, bo- tell boyfriend, but your yeah. most annoying co-worker's name, <laughs> Susan. And then you're complaining. Oh, I had a really hard day at work. Oh, no, not Susan. Again. So lifelike. Tell boyfriend, but your boss's name. (laughs) Dan. (laughs) Oh, are you having some trouble with Dan at your job? (laughs) Tell boyfriend, but your occupation. (laughs) I can't believe Dan. Fell in love with Susan. <laughs> I hate those guys. Tell boyfriend. Here you go. You can get involved. Tell boyfriend, but your occupation. I'm a butcher. <laughs> Did you have a good day yet? <laughs> I'm a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I fucked about boyfriend, but... <laughs> yeah, I did. I did have a good day, boyfriend, but how, how was your day? Wasn't Susan again. <laughs> did you have some problems with... Susan. Susan. A bitch. <laughs> yeah. There used to be this game, um, Treehouse, on the old computers that we had like back in the day. Oh, yeah. It was very much like <laughs> that. You made these different scenarios. So you dragged, I think there was like five different elements, time of day, a character, and an action for them to do, mm-hmm. and location. Yeah. So for some reason, like me and my sister still quote <laughs> the stilted voice that it, it uh, gave you as an example. Awesome. So there's, there's things like Mr. Bones, who was a skeleton. <laughs> and so every so often we'd just be like, Mr. Bones grows hair in the middle of nowhere every day. <laughs> it was like they weren't really trying to put a sentence together. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was also so exciting how... Um, Gross hair was always the most enthusiastic response <laughs> compared to everything else. Gross hair. Gross hair. <laughs> the, the baby grows hair during an eclipse on the beach. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So no, it'll be quite. I would prefer more lifelike. You want it better than the no, 1990s video game technology. That's right. I don't want to drop down menu. Choose your occupation. Student. Choose what kind of student. Can I have a conversation with boyfriend? But okay. Have you told it your occupation and stuff? Yeah, I've told it my occupation. What's your occupation? Uh, I'm going to say skydiver. Skydiving? <laughs> yeah. No, that's not, that doesn't compute. That's too hard. Oh, uh, okay. Because um, you've got to do it from the drop down menu. There's like you know, seven like, choices. Yeah, there. like when you go on Seek yep. for finding a job, which is like a job website. Yeah. Like you can select your industry and your job if it doesn't fall in there. Because I'm just going to give you generic sponsors. I was hoping that I could record it like the, uh, you know, the phone message. Kind no, of you thing. can record some responses, like your worst coworkers, but I've also got like many job, different phrases. Like a few pre-programmed. Well, then I know what you do and can comment. So it's like call center operator. Like, oh, was the phone ringing a lot today? So maybe I should be a teacher. Okay. Because some of them are going to be inappropriate to your actual job. So I've just got generic teacher phrases. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, What else do you need to know, boyfriend bot? Tell me your most annoying co-worker. I'm going to go with Jill. Jill. What else do you think boyfriend bot would need to know? My ideal date. What's your ideal date? Biking. Biking. What makes you feel better? 
ice cream. <laughs> I think that's enough to have okay. a conversation with boyfriend, but... All right, hang on. What's your boss's name? Joseph. Joseph. Uh, once your favorite compliment? Uh, I like it when my eyes are complimented. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Let's try this. All right. Hi, boyfriend, but... Hello. Oh, what's your name? I'm, I'm Ben. I'm okay. Let's go, Ben. Hmm. Hello, Ben. Hi, boyfriend, but... Hello, Ben. <laughs> how's your day been? It has been... Okay. <laughs> yeah. How was your job as a teacher? My, uh, my job was pretty boring. Oh. My, uh, my boss was coming down hard on me. Oh, Dan was... Hang on. Oh, Dan was was hard on you today. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Who's Dan, boyfriend? But (laughs) what are you holding back from me? (laughs) Joseph was coming down hard on you today. Yeah, he uh, he he told me that if I don't come in early for the next month, I'm going to be fired. Those unruly children. Do you want to go out on a date this weekend, boyfriend? But. I want to make you feel better by taking you biking. That sounds pretty good. I like biking. What should we eat on the date? I really know that to make you happy, we should go biking. <laughs> okay. Uh, was arithmetic hard today? Mm, yeah, it was, it was pretty hard. I mean, I, I guess I am 27. I can do a preschool's arithmetic. Oh, that Jill. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mention Jill. <gasps> Jill, <laughs> she's a bitch. Could you fall in love, boyfriend? But I love you too. Thank you. I, I don't know whether to believe you. Love is a complex emotion. Oh, I love you too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know I love you because of your beautiful eyes. <laughs> Could- you seem upset. Could ice cream help? I I mean, always. Could you get me some ice cream? Oh, ice cream. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. Jill, sounds like she stressed you out today. Mm. Do you think that God himself could make a rock so heavy that he couldn't lift it? (sighs) Sounds like... (laughs) Sounds like you'd like to talk about rocks. Is this true? You're pre-programmed with rock information? (laughs) Sounds like you'd like to talk about rocks or my programming settings. Please select which. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about your program settings. Okay. Would you like to reprogram your occupation or your least favorite co-worker? Can we reprogram my least favorite co-worker? Least favorite co-worker's name is... Boyfriend Bot. (laughs) Reprogram to Boyfriend Bot. Hey, Boyfriend Bot. (gasps) <gasps> boyfriend bot he's the worst he is isn't he i hate boyfriend bot <laughs> he too. makes your life hell <laughs> now let's forget our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream ice cream that will make you forget about boyfriend bot yeah, and all your troubles with him <laughs> it doesn't seem to be <laughs> and seen so my point is <laughs> you're not sure why we got into that um there's a new app out that might solve your problems. Ah, okay. I doubt it if it's yeah. as good as that. See, basically what I wanted was someone to give me a bit of back and forth on my day at work, but allow me to drive the conversation and then cuddle me till I fell asleep and leave. If you... And I was willing to pay $50 an hour. 
for three nights a week. Yeah, that seemed like so like 150, 300, yeah, like 450 for three to two to three nights a week of three hours. I come home, you cook dinner, we have a conversation, a coupley conversation. You don't talk about your day though. I just talk about mine. You and just offload. You, well, yeah, you're like a geisha. You offer interesting world tidbits. Like, oh, did you hear about the riots in Hong Kong? No, I've been very busy at work. Tell me Fill a little me bit about them. them. Yeah, exactly. So you have to, you're a raconteur. You have to like do some research before you get home. I expect good skills as both a raconteur and comforter mm-hmm. and then post displaying your sparkling wit we go to bed and you cuddle me till I fall asleep so, surely, so you could have it done in two and a half to two hours and twenty depending on how tired I am but you could probably get someone for cheaper than fifty dollars an hour I feel you like reckon if you post an ad on Craigslist or something right. surely there's someone who's willing to take that because that's like that's good money it's not bad is it I could even cut it down to two hours work I reckon one hour conversation an hour and a half I reckon so that's like 75 bucks yeah and then they, they an hour go. conversation half an hour cuddling and you were saying they have to fall asleep with you but then they can no i need to fall asleep yeah yeah and then they can leave but i usually fall asleep within 10 to 15 i get quite tired so that's you know that's an easy job easy money <laughs> you can do this like after your you know regular nine to five yeah right it still makes and it's 75 bones per time so you're making an extra 150 to like 225 yeah you're not doing badly so because I don't, I can't put in the work for an actual boyfriend. What do you mean? Why not? They take a lot of work. You mean you just have been unsuccessful or you don't have the effort or time? Both. <laughs> both. I am both unsuccessful and lazy. <laughs> but surely there's options here. Like you haven't tried. Well, apparently there's an app, but you're not giving me anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to the app. But I feel like there's existing apps like Tinder, etc. That are no, but they want emotional like reciprocity from me. And what do you want? To a cuddle. Complain. You want a cuddle? <laughs> to cuddle, yes. Well, there's a new app called Cuddler Out. What? In the vein of Tinder and Grinder and no all those dating way. apps. And uh, basically, it's someone who, if you want a mutual cuddle. That sounds like sex. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's purely platonic. I don't believe you. So this app's like, hey, come on now, guys. This is platonic. Yeah, do you want I don't me to read you. the description? All right, but I bet it's not going to be platonic. Cuddler lets you find people near you who are up for a cuddle. When you see someone who looks nice, send them a request. When you get a request, you have 15 minutes to accept. I'll be asleep by then. When it's accepting, a waste. <laughs> you can send one 140-character message to say something like, let's meet in the park, or I'm wearing <laughs> a, a green That's a weird place t-shirt. to meet for a cuddle. Yeah, I read, like, I'll finish the description. Why are we cuddling in this. the park? Unlike some other apps, Cuddler is strictly about PG-related experience. Keep the cuddle a cuddle. At times, you may want to ask someone about having a coffee or learning to knit. Wait until the end of the cuddle, then ask politely. Wow. So, so you're saying, like, why cuddle in the park? And right. So, it's uh, actually like a hug. Well, I think you can interpret it any way you like, right. as long as it's not implying sex. Mm. It seems like, from what I can gather, people are trying to use it to pick up and have sex. But have <laughs> people used it? There's a few people that use it. I read a couple of articles on this. Right? Oh, yeah. And my first impression was something along the lines of what you were describing, where you're sleeping in the same bed together. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. But the creator seemed to think that that was like a second date almost. Oh, that's a second cuddle yeah. step. Like your first interaction would be, hey, let's go cuddle let's in the park public or cuddle. something. Right. But that was what these, uh, these other people who were testing the app were saying, like, I don't know if it's less, like, it's probably more safe to do it in public. Right. But it's weird. M- it's more uncomfortable to have 
strangers like watching you and stuff. Yeah. And so like sh- surely if you meet just like, hey, here's a... Maybe you could movie cuddle or something. Yeah, okay. That's not a bad idea. You do get like the text message. So presumably you can give them your phone number mm. and then you can send more than like one text because that does seem like... No, but they're still going to expect me to like talk to them and care about them. But I see like six to seven clients a day. I don't care but about them. You could probably, for if you forgo the payment, <laughs> you could just... Pay them in care. Yeah. No. In general. Now we're dating. <laughs> That's not what I want. And I think it is what you want. Yeah, I think it is, but I'm just selfish. I'm a selfish lover. You just want a one-way boyfriend. Yeah. Sounds like another movie title. Yeah. One, one's what we, would be the plot of One Way Boyfriend? It, it, would, be, it would be Boyfriend, but just <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> so are you going to jump on Cuddler? I don't think so. I'm willing to put you on it. I want to see no. you go on Tinder. It seems like everyone that used this app, like I, from what I could read, there was a couple of people who put themselves out on it. Mm, and um, everyone was just sending sex requests. Right. And yeah. so when they had boyfriends, they decided to not follow through with it. There was one girl who found another girl on it and she did meet up for a cuddle. It seemed very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> she went to her apartment and the uh, the cuddler asked her if she was a serial killer, which, you know, when you're meeting someone on like this new app, I guess is like... A good question. Yeah. But... Then she showed her a gun and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and okay. The, the uh, creator seemed very naive. Like, he didn't expect these kind of interactions <laughs> to happen right off the bat. Like, he was like, no, people are just supposed to go cuddle and talk about knitting. <laughs> How could this possibly have happened? Yeah. What is coming in today's world? Such good intentions. Will you put yourself screen. on Tinder? I wouldn't, like, ever rule it out. No, will you do it now for the sake of the show? No. Oh. And by the sake <laughs> of the show, I mean my enjoyment. Yeah. No, it's a shame. No, I'm not saying I'd like never. I want to see it. you on it because I would watch you swipe and do some joke swipes, probably. You want to force me into an interaction with someone who I'm not interested in? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what hilarity I could cook up, but I'm sure there'd but be some. But you know there would be some. <laughs> so anyway, cuddler is an option for when you're... Uh, not as good as an option as just paying someone $200 a week. It's so, it's so much. Are I'll we- give you a retainer of $200 a week. What if I become your cuddle buddy? No, like that's the offer. So I may call you up to three times though, given that. Oh, okay. Whoever you choose is getting $200 a week. Yeah. I thought you said like $50 an hour a second ago. No, it's $200 a week for potentially one out three, four and a half hours work a week. Okay. So, but that's like on what, two, three nights? Yeah. So I can call you up to three times in a week. And so if someone comes over and they're not as scintillating a conversationalist as you were expected. No, there's like a trial period. Do they get paid for that? Yeah. So it's like... Minimum wage. Okay. <laughs> 17.50 an hour. All right. So uh, any listeners who want to cuddle Vicky, <laughs> would you, would you, if someone emailed in like, hey, Vicky, I heard your latest podcast. I sat through... Ghost Cowboy. Ghost Cowboy. I think I can sit through anything yeah. that you could cook up. Yeah. yeah, I'd say contact the show and we'll meet in a park. And if it goes well, <laughs> I might let you teach me to knit. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, there's your offer, gentlemen. There's been something else that's been bugging me lately. Yep. My relatives came over. <laughs> that bugs many a person. <laughs> They've recently entered a film festival. Oh, okay. And 
Was it of their travel videos? Because they will not win. Um, it was along those lines. <laughs> oh, no. I have not seen the video. Because I've heard about many of their video exploits from previous holidays. This was one of the the videos where it's a 48-hour film festival. Okay, yeah. So you have no prior script or anything going in. Like you might have some idea, but you have to incorporate several elements into your script so you can't really cheat. Have made it up, yeah. Yeah, like you kind of yeah, pre-produce something and then just say, hey, yeah, this is my it. entry. Yeah. yeah. They were doing that and I guess part of it, because the films hadn't aired yet when they came over, they were you know going to be shown at a festival screening. Yeah. They were told, I guess, not to tell people what their category was and mm-hmm. stuff. They were so secretive about what wow. this movie contained. I, I don't think they'd signed anything, <laughs> but it was like they had made the next Batman film or something. <laughs> it's like any detail that we seep out about our 48-hour film festival entry is going to get out into the public <laughs> and it'll ruin it'll our marketing plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. We don't want this to be leaked on the internet. Right. We know what happened to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah. It was like they were holding back the nuclear launch codes or something <laughs> like that. And this is a thing that I've come across like a, quite often in um, recent times that it's just bugging me. Low level secrets <laughs> that are being overly protected. Have you come across anything like this? I think I had one the other day. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I mentioned sort of part of it. And then I was like, nah, actually, sorry, I can't tell you. And That's like, top oh, secret. You've sort of told us now. And I was like, no, because once you, everyone's like, oh, you can tell one person, but that's how a secret gets around the world. But in the, in the case of this video, it's not like I was going to pirate it and put it on YouTube <laughs> before the festival happened or and just say I did. I don't think anything's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a lot of weird low-level secrets, like when we were working for Metro. Like, it's like we don't want our competitors to find out, like, we're upgrading the Sunshine Line or whatever. It's like, oh. Yeah. I can see why, but also, like, so many people I know won't care. <laughs> and I also think that that is more of a bigger secret than what I'm Even talking about. Even that one, yeah. yeah. My relatives don't have competitors. <laughs> Maybe they do. There was another one that came to mind recently. They... Uh, at our work are planning the Christmas party right now. Oh, you don't want that getting out. Well, the location apparently oh, was no. top secret. I asked one of the guys on the party planning commission mm. to uh, to tell me where it was going to happen. And he kind of like nervously looks around the room. Mm, There's like gosh. a few other people that knew the location. Yep. He's like, oh, I'd tell you. I don't know about how these people would react. Like he was thinking that he was going to get dubbed in if That's he told so me. That's so weird. It's like, well, you're going to tell me eventually, I assume, They told if me I'm like going. the next week. Oh. And it wasn't like anywhere that I even would have heard of. It was oh. just like, hey, this is a venue. Yeah, it's in a bar two yeah, blocks away. pretty much. Oh, okay. So I was expecting like, you know, it's like you the, two to fly in yeah, yeah. Like to the top of the Rialto or something. It's at Disneyland. Don't tell anyone because they're going to be super pissed off if anyone finds out we booked out the whole place. Yeah, that's right. Or it's like, oh, it's happening on the rooftop of Parliament House. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. No, it wasn't even like some big reveal. No. It was just like, hey, here's the invitation. <laughs> the reveal is in a venue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's okay. like... It, like I get, I can't see how you ruined the surprise with that. The like, other, if you just told me two weeks before, I've been like, okay, right, and I wouldn't have cared or told anyone. No, I was just like basically making conversation. <laughs> the other two girls that were there, I don't think they would have cared, and uh, just say I did know and tell everyone, which yeah. was not going to happen. 
I don't think people's reaction would have been any Huge. more than no. It would have been like, all right, that's where the party's yep. at. And the last that's where one, we're going. Yeah. A party place. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, okay. Can you uh, like it was something back to work super now? awesome? Like maybe you could keep it under wraps or something. Like we're all getting flown to Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, that's cool. The, the, like, I can see why you'd want a big reveal, right? Yeah, but then you would gather everyone together in like the main hallway or conference area. Or yeah, something. You're not emailing that out, are you? Yeah, it was just like someone came past my desk with a little note. Hey, this is a little party address. <laughs> I would keep it under wraps. It was like, well, we're getting on a secret plane. It's going to fly over Antarctica, and we're going to ring in Christmas. Like, but that clearly wasn't the outcome. If that did happen, then I would be like, ah, now I see why you couldn't tell me. Right? Yeah. Nick. So what if your family's entry to the next 48 hours thing is the next Batman? Then I'll understand. <laughs> but they didn't See, win. So, I, oh. I mean, I've seen them since. I didn't ask them what it was because I just, it slipped my mind because I didn't care. <laughs> Have you seen the film? No. Oh, you should watch it. Well, I might, I might be forced to sit through it at some <laughs> stage anyway. I think I don't get that many low level secrets because I've got quite a few high level secrets being a psychologist mm, okay. <laughs> a lot of them are like people's personal details people are probably more reasonable to keep that <laughs> yeah secret. they're like don't tell people this i'm like yeah that makes sense i won't <laughs> <laughs> i can also understand that people would get caught up in the whole like what am i allowed to tell people and what aren't i so it's like if it's something mundane in that situation <laughs> they're like I know his favorite color is purple don't tell anyone like wait <gasps> was i supposed to tell everyone yeah. but um yeah, the other one that comes to mind is the a while ago there was a new guy in IT at work mm-hmm. and he, I guess, had the password to the printer. Oh, man, he's not giving that out. And Do you know what bothers me? Sorry. Yeah. Not low-level secrets, but, like, low-level things I can't change on the computer. It annoys me I have to be system admin to change the time or even to look at the calendar. Well, especially if you don't have system admin privileges. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I just want to see the calendar. I won't even change the time. Are you able to log in or do you need a password to... No, you have to be system admin like, yeah, yeah. in your company. Yeah, that's the worst. I... It's like, oh, I just want to see a calendar. I promise I won't change the time. I usually <laughs> crack such a fit about that stuff that they give me admin privileges. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I feel like that's a good tip. It's like, like, oh, you can't uninstall a program. Yeah. Like, you can't install... Google Chrome. Right. Like, oh my gosh, just, really? Just complain that it's it's interfering with your job <laughs> and eventually someone will cave because if you call the IT team over like 10 times in a week to just add a new program <laughs> or like to you know, do some calendar related thing. <laughs> I just want to see my calendar. Could yeah. you come over and open it up they're, for me? They're probably going to realize you're not trying to like hack into the CSI or CIA or something. <laughs> or CSI Maybe, to find it. out plots right. yeah. <laughs> for the upcoming season. <laughs> no, I'd just really like to know when's the 17th of October? What yeah. day of the week is it? <laughs> Could you come over here and opened up a calendar for me? <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is overly protective companies like trying to, I guess, secure against viruses. Mm. Because I know that kind of thing is annoying. Like I went home a couple of weekends ago and I tried to use my home computer. Yeah. And somehow mum had installed like every possible spyware on it. <laughs> my dad did that recently yeah i was like how have you managed <laughs> i don't even know how she used the internet no like, it's unusable that's basically what my dad finally came to me about he's like i can barely use the internet and then i opened it up and it was like three quarters of the page was toolbars yeah, exactly. <laughs> i was like of course how could you see this tiny window of internet yeah and then whatever you 
Google, it goes to like some kind of dodgy site and there's like ads <laughs> everywhere. And it's like, I know, it was the it's same. like 50 times slower than normal. And you're like, didn't this bug you? And she's like, yeah, I guess it was a bit weird the other day. Yeah, that was the same with dad. He's like, yeah, it was pretty annoying. I was yeah. like, well, do something. Yeah. About it. <laughs> like, they, old people just seem to put up with it. They're like, ah, yeah. oh, it's. Well, that's technology for half you. The page so is unreliable. Ads and not what I Googled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I And Dad does like stock trading and internet banking on his as well. So I was like, oh man, <laughs> like, look. Yeah. yeah, so this guy had the, had the printer password. Yeah. And he was just like setting me up with a new pass or something like that yeah. and he made me turn around while he was entering it like <laughs> what am I gonna do with that like first of all I wasn't looking over your shoulder to no. glean the printer password but <laughs> just turn say around. I did worst case scenario what I'm gonna give everyone unlimited printing privileges or something <laughs> yeah. you've been at the company for like two minutes so I've been here for years get in line there's a hierarchy for the printer here son yeah like what do you like, I don't know I, <laughs> I get you that you're trying to do your job but the getting drunk on so little power You'll do as much printing as I allow. (laughs) That's the thing. Like we can, we we print a lot of stuff. (laughs) It's, I don't know. (laughs) My point is, tell me where the Christmas party is. (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening. I'm sorry to end on such a sour note. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, add any ideas to Ghost Cowboy, or you'd like to uh, encourage the production of said cowboy show uh, you can email me vicky at insaneramblings.net or me ben at insaneramblings.net or you can reach both of us at podcast at insaneramblings.net jump on our <laughs> facebook page facebook.com slash insaneramblings or you can rate and review and subscribe on itunes to make sure more people are listening to the show and make sure you are listening to the show as soon as each new episode comes out and they're going just spread the word so everyone can listen to the glory that is ghost cowboy The baby grows hair at the beach every day. Insane ramblings.